0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of The Transcript Podcast. You've got me, Scott Kresloff. I'm editor of The Transcript, along with Eric Mokaya, who's our lead author. We sent out a new issue of the newsletter yesterday, and it was the first big week of earnings last week. So we got a lot of different companies talking about what they're seeing in the economy. What we saw was that there were a lot of references to maybe a mild recession. I think we're, we're in a place where people are feeling a little bit optimistic about the economy, the state of the economy and yet are still concerned about recession and or see the trend towards recession and so people are thinking maybe considering that the consumer is in still pretty strong shape have strong balance sheets and seem to be spending and labor markets are still strong maybe you get a mild recession and then you splice that with the fact that the fed is still talking about raising interest rates but noticing as well that inflation is coming down some But they seem to be honed in on this services inflation rather than goods inflation, or starting to focus more on that being elevated in like the 4.5% region. Um, But in order to tackle that, they'll need to see decreased, slowing wage increases. Those were the things that stood out to me this week. Eric, any thoughts?
1: I think on the macro section, you've picked up the key things. It's just an air of caution. And I think that's what you pick for. Even the tech companies that continue to do layoffs last week, especially Microsoft, I think they're. They point out that there's an air of caution from consumers, from their customers so far. Uh, even though spending is still strong, I think Bank of America point out that spending is slowing down. They think that's what is making people a bit cautious. But I think also goes to something else we noted there. The Fed, bank, Fed, Fed Reserve Bank of New York president saying that they expect a period of below-trend growth. And I think you you caption it as the PL, Fed wanting to have a mild recession. So I think then, Mike, Seems like then we will have this recession since then the Fed wants it and the people are expecting it. And because of that, then companies are doing, making an error in the side of caution. In the sense of making layoffs in anticipation to the tough times ahead. So it seems like everyone is prepared for a recession. But what if it doesn't happen? That's a big question. Yeah, there
0: think? were a bunch of Fed governors who spoke last week and they were on a pretty... Um, unified page, it seemed like, in terms of the way that they were talking about the current environment. And I think that the actual transcripts of the Fed conversations are running slightly differently than the reporting of where people are thinking that the Fed is. The headline in the Wall Street Journal today is that the Fed may slow its pace of increases to a quarter point. And it does seem like that's coming through. But the Fed governors are still talking about we need to keep raising interest rates, that inflation is higher than it should be, and even though there has been a decrease, again, in pigs inflation, services inflation is still concerning to them. So I think this divergence between what the Fed is saying and what's re- being reported that the Fed is saying creates the gap for potential continued disappointment in capital markets at, at Fed hawkishness. So until they really start changing their rhetoric, I don't think that that. The interpretation of slowdown is the correct.
1: Fed meeting is next week. So then we'll get to a fellow where they really are this time. Hopefully, indeed. My expectation is along what the Wall Street Journal say, a bit of a step down to 0.25 in terms of the interest rates increases. But again, I think they won't stop for that's the kind of thoughts. But something else that I noted maybe in the financials, of course, lending behavior is becoming tight, but retail investor interest, public markets has faded. Seems like uh, the increase in interest rates could be having a bit of an impact in terms of maybe the extra money that retail investors had to spend and to invest in the stock market. What do you think of that?
0: Yeah, it's interesting. It doesn't seem like a lot of exciting things are happening either in public markets specifically or capital markets broadly right now even last week was the B&E beginning of burning season but you and i were both talking about it didn't seem like there was that much new information that was coming out during that and then there was so much focus among even retail investors during the covid period maybe partially because people were stuck at home but the meme stock craze and all of those things it just doesn't seem like there's that much exciting stuff happening in capital markets and this is natural there are cycles in terms of interest and disinterest in public markets and we seem to be on down. downswing
1: here, Sarah. Yeah, it does feel so. But I think somewhere else is having an impact is a bit in the, I think one of the quotes was about the private markets. I think B is saying that uh, the rate increases are actually having an impact over there, especially in early stage where you have a lot of companies reducing maybe the rate of investments and a bit of an increase in, in terms of delinquencies in some of VCs. Are you seeing the same in, uh, in terms of the startups? Are you seeing anything like that, especially in private markets, since you operate there quite a bit?
0: Yeah, I think the quotes that stood out to me in this week's newsletter were about how long capital markets have been frozen, both in public and private markets, really in months now, since the beginning of last year. And that being a very long window of being closed. But actually the rate of change in that closure seems to be getting less bad at the venture level and then also at... Even like investment grade debt issuance we picked up. And then I think like in private markets, the thing that has my my attention and we're picking up in, in the transcript is just AI and how much that is a transformative technology and what the world looks like for a tech standpoint with powerful large language models. Any thoughts on any of that?
1: I think I've just been surprised by how the release of Chats GPT has changed, transformed conversations, especially in the tech circles. I think suddenly out of nowhere now, in the past one month or two, suddenly every tech CEO and every tech executive is actually having to address the issue of what they're doing in terms of being well positioned for the decade of AI that is coming. So I think now would be a good time to start maybe finding some of the companies that may stand to benefit in this AI decade and try to see which was the best position in that regard. So I think obviously one of the ones that is most commonly mentioned is Microsoft, but maybe behind that, AI requires a lot of chips and a lot of technology also to support it. One of the quotes we picked is about most of the AI having been in the cloud. So cloud developers or cloud bears are some of the beneficiaries of some of these. So I think we were talking also about how we're going to use AI in the transcripts. I think I have a, it's the general feeling you get from the transcript is that you better be well positioned to take advantage of AI in your business going forward. Do you sense the same?
0: Yeah, I think it really changes the fabric of the way a lot of people interact with the economy. There are a lot of people who are impacted just by the state of where large language models are now, let alone where they're going. And I think they have a potential to adapt and improve so fast that trying to figure out what point to run to as a human, since these models is a challenge. And so I think there's probably a lot of brain cycles being spent on this right now.
1: Definitely. I think but, it's all about, I think, seeing how can you position yourself next to the AI to benefit from it. And there's going to be a lot of re-sk- reskilling and retooling yourselves to see what can AI do and what can I do? Because when you read most of the letters from the CEOs who are laying off Google and Microsoft, they are not laying off people within the AI segment of the business because they know that's the next phase. So they're laying off everyone else except that. And one of the quotes that stood out also for me was the Qualcomm one where he was saying the semiconductor production is going to have to double in the next decade as AI begins to scale up and take up. Computing power. So it needs a lot more computing power, and that computing power is going to come from semiconductors. So that's one of the beneficiaries scaling in AI. Yeah. You
0: look even at the work that we directly do. And I think in tracking AI development over the last five years, I had always thought we had at least a 10 or 15 year runway before anybody could, before AI models would be able to come close to replicating the types of things that we're doing. I think that assumption has been pulled in a lot based on what. We see from Chat GPT that AI models may be able to do the types of work that we're doing within the next couple of years. And so the question for us is what type of, what type of value do we uniquely create at the transcript that AI won't be able to, if any? And then we need to be able to invest in, in those areas and think about how we are adapting and leveraging the tools that AI brings, because ultimately it should just make us more efficient at the types of things that we're doing really well. We are a microcosm. We happen to be large consumers of qualitative verbal data. And so like we're squaring the crosshairs here in some ways, but if I were an attorney, I would be thinking the same thing. If I were a journalist, I would be thinking the same thing. If I were in marketing, I would probably be thinking similar things. And even software engineering, we know that these are capable of Building semi-complex code right now, so
1: definitely, I think we have to leverage AI. It's the decade of AI, as they're calling it. So, I think we have to be well positioned. I like how you're putting it. It's about seeing what unique value do I, as a person, have, and what can I use AI to complement that, or what can AI use, what can I use AI to help me be better at what I'm doing currently. Anything else that you may have picked from the transcripts? Maybe one thing that I wanted to highlight is something we picked up last month about Mexico and reshoring. It's pretty interesting that the demand for warehouses in in Mexico is actually increasing very rapidly. It seems like a lot of companies are really rethinking moving away from China to and near the U.S. Any thoughts on that before we close?
0: Yeah, no, I think that the uh, China reopening dynamic is really interesting to be watching and figuring out uh, to what extent China's... Reopening here is going to impact the global economy. Commodity prices for one, and then just supply chains in general. Where well, we finally have full kinks out of the supply chains? It certainly looks like from at least the PPG quote that we put in the newsletter, it looks like they're having a sort of Omicron-esque reaction to COVID, where you had a big spike in infections and then it falls off very quickly. PPG talking about absenteeism at their plants going from 0% to 50% to 0%. In, over the course of three weeks. It's possible they come back from the later new year and the economy is in full gear. All that said, I think geopolitical tensions and COVID make everybody try and think about onshoring or nearshoring supply chains. And so Mexico, to your point, as a beneficiary is very interesting geography.
1: Yeah. So I think we'll be keeping an eye on all this. I think there are 88 companies reporting this week and the S&P 500. So Lots of transcripts to go through. We'll leverage our AI skills for now to be able to read as many of those as we can and cover them in our newsletter next week. So thank you so much for those who will be able to sign up. Become a paid premium for the transcripts to support our work and definitely to keep enjoying more of our thoughts and help us to leverage, to take the transcripts the a decade of AI. Thank you so much and join us again next week. Bye.